The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amorakai, and I am absolutely delighted to be here today talking with our beautiful guest, Alikiko, about connecting big money with big purpose. Aliki is someone who is just so fiercely dedicated to transforming business into a force for good. She is the founder of Mindful Experience and a spiritual investor for Warriors for Elements. And her unique perspective on wealth and fulfillment combines finance, spirituality, science, and purpose. She's put her beautiful, unconventional mind and deep inner sensing abilities to great use, crafting hyper-personalized, immersive experiences For self-made billionaires in post-exit purpose crises, helping them find deeper meaning in life. And as the initiator of the hashtag feel alive movement, Aliki encourages individuals to do one thing per day that makes them feel alive and share it on social media, sparking a global conversation about fulfillment beyond materialistic values. She's a real trailblazer in personal growth, inspiring anyone around her to seek a a profound understanding of their life's purpose. And I know her to be just an incredible human being with such a a brave and beautiful heart. I absolutely adore her and everything she's up to in the world. And I'm so happy she's here with us today. Aliki, welcome to the show, love. I am so glad to be with you talking today and sharing. Just incredible. Mm. Thank you for having me. Mm, yeah, it's such an honor. I'm so glad you're here. I'm actually quite excited to chat about connecting big money with big purpose with you because I feel like you have some very powerful stories and ideas to share. And I, for one, am very eager to hear them. <laughs> Doesn't it always come from stories in the end, right? Everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Somehow we always circle back to stories. Yes, indeed. Oh, but. <laughs> Before we get to that, a little tease for you, dear listeners, you're definitely going to want to stick around to hear these stories. I, I, I'm I, very excited, genuinely excited to hear them and to, to have this conversation about this connection and where we can go from here around money and purpose and, and business as a force for good and especially your take on it. But first, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me start us off by asking uh, you our favorite question around here, Aliki. And that is, what would you say is one of your superpowers of the soul? And how are you using it for good in your life right now? Well, that's a good question, actually. I think that one of my superpowers is to be able to leap, funnily enough. (laughs) It's like moments in life that they don't give me any reasons for believing in something that I haven't experienced yet somehow something kicks in and I'm like, no, I know that that's possible. I, I, I don't know how, of course, I don't know how, but something inside of me is like, but I know that, how do we make it happen? And then I start changing things and doing things that eventually bring me there. And it's all very intuitive usually. And it's all very synchronistic, of course. But somehow looking back, I'm like, how did they even believe that? <laughs> 
around me was telling me that I can believe that. <laughs> so I called them the leaps. And I think I'm exactly in this phase right now in my life again. And it's it, it's very beautiful to observe it more consciously happening because before it was not so in-depth conscious when it was happening. Mm, that's a neat reflection. So as you're growing and maturing in these superpowers, you get to experience them in greater and different ways. Absolutely. Mm. And every time so, you experience them more also, it's like the details mm-hmm. of the of the of the change become more refined, I guess. Oh, I love that. Oh, that reminds me of an old movie. I can't remember the name of it, but the premise was the the men in the movie had the ability to put themselves in a closet and and go backwards in time to any moment. So if the you know the last 10 minutes didn't please them too much, they could have a do-over. And ultimately what it turned out being in the end was we didn't have to change everything and do it over. What the gift actually was, was going back and being fully present for it instead of right being ahead of it or trying to subvert it or control it to just be fully present in every single moment to just to be so, so conscious. So there, it was so beautiful. That really reminds me of that. Whoa. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for what I sense is going to be a very super rich and actually extremely valuable conversation. So uh, I think we'll go ahead and take our short break now so we can just dive right in. But before we do, Aliki, can you please, please, please tell us what's the best place to send people to find out more about you? So about me, I use a lot of my Facebook page. I will post you both the links. And about my work is more my website. So it depends if you, somebody wants to get dive into who is Aliki mm-hmm. or who is Warriors for Elements. So it depends which persona <laughs> you would like to, to know. There's two. We are interrela- interrelated a lot, but we are also different. So yeah, I'm sharing both with you. I love it. Okay. And so what is the actual site? Is it warriorsforelements.com? Exactly. And it's the number four, correct? Yes, it's the number four. So the warriors number four elements.com all together. Excellent. And your Facebook, is it Ali Kiko? Exactly. Uh, now, actually, the Facebook has changed it a little bit because a new mm-hmm. name is coming in. And this okay. is Aelia Kos. So I will write it for you. So A E L I A and then Kos, K O S. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We'll make sure there's links on the show page to both of those so they can get to know all of you, however they feel called. All right, everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network. And we're going to be right back to get deep into connecting big money with big purpose with Ali Kiko in just a moment. Stay with us. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amora Kai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Aliki Ko about connecting big money with big purpose. And so just before the break, I was teasing everybody a little bit um, about how eager I am to hear everything you have to share about this topic, my dear. But I really feel like you'll have some some codes and some stories to share. And I agree with you that it always circles back to stories somehow, doesn't it? Because that's how we learn. That's really how we trans, not even transform, but share codes and 
open up to possibilities. So I love to start off with just a little bit of history about your experience with this particular topic and why it's so important for you to be talking about it now. Where does that come from for you? Yeah, that's a very good question. Thank you for that. Uh, it has been a long journey of seeing more and more layers of what does it mean for us to to feel wealthy, I will call it, because it has a very different energy, the wealthy and the rich, practically. Mm-hmm. What happened in my life was that uh, through, a pers- through a family situation early on in life, I was I had the realization that everything I need to create on my own. There is no support from the family. That was not on the table anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So I went into becoming this particularly this warrior archetype that also reflects right now in my business, I think, of just making it happen on my own. Throughout this, though, there was an interesting, and me being very much of a person that loves new experiences and loves traveling and could never be tied down into, I don't have the money to do that. That was not exactly an option, actually, <laughs> even though it was a reality, <laughs> it was not an option, you know? <laughs> my awareness. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I ended up finding myself creating a life that when people were looking at it from the outside, were like, oh my God, how can you do all of that? Like, that's impossible. You're either a millionaire or how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And f- from the inside, it was like, there's nothing of that there, but it is, does feel a very rich life. So I realized that I ended up tapping into a different type of abundance that was not coming through money, which has been very challenging, but has also been extremely liberating at the same time in many times of my life. Hmm. And then I started realizing that there is something that we haven't probably cracked yet. We kind of separate two buckets. It's like money or life, the rest of life, experiences and everything else, relationships and everything. And the disconnection between the two creates way more ripples that we would like to admit in our, in our current society. But I will not jump there. I think we have more to dig into the into the how we got there. So I'd like to see how you get inspired in asking me something. <laughs> well, I'm already there. I'm like, hmm, I kind of experienced a similar thing. I'm relating to those different levels of abundance and experiences of them. Uh, not that I know exactly where you're going with that, but just in relatability, you know, I grew up a in a similar way, I left home very young and was on my own, you know, much younger than than expected and sort of had a little bit of that warrior stuff going on too, where whatever I wanted or needed, I just needed to, to figure out how to make happen. And there was a, a large, I would say, focus in the era I grew up in definitely on money and more money better and, you know, not so much your life's work, but the work that was going to prosper you the most. And that's, that's really how you could be safe. That's how you could be successful. These are sort of the ideas that were postulated at the time. But I tell you, as a few years ago, my family and I relocated to Costa Rica for many years. And that was like living in the frequency of abundance in a way I hadn't yet experienced where even just waking up in the morning, the elements, which I just love your work, 
but the elements surrounding you, the food you could pick off the tree, the water that was lapping at your feet, the the sunshine and the warm weather, which mean you didn't need a huge amount of shelter to be safe and warm and happy, the, the beauty that surrounded you, the pace, it was like living in the frequency of abundance with every level of my being, something that I hadn't fully experienced that way before. Can you relate to something like that? Absolutely. And I think that's, it's unless we we can experience it, we start mm. understanding what might be blocking it. So for me, it was really interesting because I was realizing that for many years, making money was way more difficult than for other people. I'm like, that's not very, that, that, why is that happening? It was really like, Basiling me. Like, <laughs> why is that? I don't, I consider myself quite intelligent and I have gathered so many experience and I can do so many things and I do them usually and make them happen and learn everything. So, like, all the skills mm. that somebody that we have been taught that you need to have, right, to yeah. make money were there. But somehow there was a, a deeper difficulty. I'll call it like that. So, mm. it wasn't until that I started digging in my family lineage that things came out that I was like ah okay there are so many more dynamics that we can never imagine in this subject mm-hmm. that can be preventing it or can be altering it or twisting it inside of us that also twists reality in the end so for for for, for me and if it's okay to share like a personal story it was practically mm-hmm. um an act of choosing uh, black magic for acquisition and holding of money in my lineage that has been creating since then ripples in several generations down the line on this topic. And I was like, oh, we haven't solved that, I guess. Wow. So then I was like, me being able to receive that problem, the one who's supposed to, to, to solve it or change it, right? Mm-hmm. It was extremely interesting to see how I ended up becoming part of initiatives and groups and uh, groups of people that when I start digging my story and I start asking questions about their stories, the stories were so similar that it was scary. Like, literally. I was like, how is that even possible that our family has experienced an extremely similar financial crisis at almost the same age even oh interesting like, yeah it was it was really like whoa <laughs> not be a coincidence like seriously mm-hmm. and we were all working in the center of the financial world like here in Davos for example for this particular thing so we were all drawn to the same thing for yeah. some reason right Wow. Oh, so I, I get started... chills. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I told you this is quite deep. I, I, I keep talking. <laughs> I'm so fascinated. Well, anyways, I keep talking. I want to hear your story, but I'm so fascinated how you even found out about this in your lineage. Uh, that's also a very be- interesting and beautiful story because it, I was literally in the, in, um, in Portugal in the middle of a very beautiful valley that I was just living in a tiny house for a couple of months. And it was the most safe place I have ever felt living, even though it was 
there was no people, so many people around. I felt like triple protected. There was the bubble inside the bubble inside the bubble. This place, like super, just mm. energetically protect, protected. The mm. one night, I feel a terror. Like I enter the place and I feel terror, as if something is approaching. Right, and there's no wild animals or anything mm. there. Mm-hmm. And I protect, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's a obviously it's a spirit, but whatever it is, that's. Let's let's talk. <laughs> yeah, like, there's nothing else we can do. And it ended up being the spirit of my grandmother. Mm. My grandmother was the one who, that has chosen this action back then. And it was not okay. her spirit. It was the shell of her spirit. Her spirit was not there anymore. It was mm. other spirits that were inhabiting it. Oh, I see. Okay. So it ended up wow. telling me the whole story. And then I, I I get out of that and I'm like, how do I even find out if that's correct? Like, mm-hmm. who do I ask? My mother will, will think I'm crazy, at least. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. On a exactly. Good day. <laughs> like, and how do I change her story about her family just like that and go into mm-hmm. a path that is quite deep and dark and mm-hmm. significant, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. But then funnily enough, when I did meet with my mother the next time and I was I was like, I I want to open that. Like this needs to be opened. Mm-hmm. I start telling her a little bit just to to see like dipping my, my feet in the water to see how she's gonna react and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like before yeah. saying the whole story. And she's like, Aliki, wait a second, I'm gonna bring you a letter. And she brings a letter that she has just found, like a maybe a week before, that confirms exactly everything that I had received. I was oh, like, wow. Oh, there's those <laughs> chills again. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. I love that. So it was impressive. Yeah. yeah, and it was one of the confirmations that like, when we feel some things or we receive information, it actually has happened. We just don't know it in the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Okay. Tell me yeah. more. <laughs> Thank you for filling in that piece of the story. Yeah, I think it's a it's an important one because it's interesting. It how do you receive this information even? And yeah. most of the information I'm gonna share with you have been through intuitive journeys. But then mm-hmm. I just check facts. So something comes and I'm like, okay, let me check reality also, right? Because many times it can be just an information that we need to experience to see how we react in it, and it doesn't really reflect reality. So well, it's time- a really, really important distinction to make, like really important, because how many times do we journey intuitively and we stay there? So many times we we don't come back, we don't fact check, we don't, right? And we don't discern, was this just for me? Was this bringing back to reality? That's a really good point that you make. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out, actually, because I also feel that it depends on the plane that we are called to work. Mm-hmm. Some people are supposed to work more into the emotional plane, which is more personal. Mm-hmm. But I feel that my plane is more the planetary. So there you have to check what was happening with other people's. <laughs> it's like it's not just <laughs> others are involved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and beyond humans also actually. That's like, right. To the right, elements, yeah. into the um the plants, the space, all the species included, the planet in- involved. Okay. So we're coming back, I promise, dear listener. Yes, we're going to get back to the story now. I can't remember. <laughs> so can you hear me well? I can't, yes. I'm, 
I am hearing you very far right now. No, I've got you. Okay. How about now? Ah, now you're good. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll shush and you talk anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Where should we, where where should continue? Where do you feel our flow is going? Well, I really want to hear more about the story of your lineage and you were connecting with people that had the same financial, you know, kind of interruptions and crises and you were gathering in the financial world and places like Davos. And isn't that really interesting that you were connecting with people seemingly randomly, but maybe not so much? And I and I, and I really want to hear your story about what you did with this information and receiving this letter from your mother. And, and you were saying how you, you're smart, you're intelligent, you, you weren't making money the way other people were. No reason not to. What was going on for you? So mm. what, mm, what became quite obvious after searching the common stories was that we are always called into actions to be able to resolve parts of our of our story, right? Like to change dynamic change energetics. And the more we can make them conscious, the easier it is for us to collectively come to a solution. So what I realized is like if we don't actually go down and share the stories and see common threads and understand why they might be happening, it's very difficult to shape a different dynamic. And I I feel a sense that right now we're in this in a stage of our human journey that does want to transform some parts, money included. And maybe starting from money actually to even be more specific. Uh, because if we st- we change the way we approach it and why do we make it and why do we spend it and how does it circulate uh it will change what it touches and the thing with money is almost like it's the same like the water element it is being resonated with the current that flows through things it touches a lot of things and it passes through a lot of things and it passes through our hands and goes to the next person and it goes with a little bit of the previous energy, a little bit of our energy, because it has flow through our system. Mm-hmm. So if we don't transform that, then we keep recreating the same blockages and everybody who's receiving the money actually from us. <laughs> Girl, I love this in so many ways. So <clears throat> I first met you at the in Barcelona, right? A few years ago mm-hmm. at the Holistic Vision Symposium. And we this is a place where, oh, I don't know about 200 people gathered and from I think over 40 countries and the idea was to bring together thought leaders and and creatives and elders and and within a certain framework create um different groups that would work on different aspects right uh, of problems needing solutions in our society and addressing the sort of uh what it would take to make these shifts. And I remember that one of the groups was working on money, working on finances. Another was working on water. Another was working on, you know, there's all kinds of them, um, agriculture, uh, all, all kinds of things, clean, cleaning up the biosphere, 
all kinds of these groups. And I remember going to speak with the financial group and the, the thing that they were grappling with so unexpectedly came out of nowhere because, you know, a lot of uh, people working in the financial sectors were sort of drawn to that group and seemed to naturally be a part of that group. And so you, in the, in the outset, it looked like they were going to come up with very practical solutions, right? And that's really where their, their mind was starting at. But what ended up coming out was the level of emotional upset. There was so much shame and guilt and upset and anger about some of the ways that money has been used in the world and the inequalities and the this and the that, I was astounded at where the financial group had to go first. And they were were seeking deep, deep forgiveness on so many levels. It was quite, quite astounding to be a part of and to watch. And hearing you talk about, you know, where we can go and, and, where especially we can we can start with money never mind ending it we can use the money and bring the change in through money and how we're doing it now is really reminding me of that moment and it was just such a beautiful moment i'm not doing justice here in the recounting of it but it was really deep and it was it was about the elements it was about the earth it was about how can we have forgiveness from from the earth herself from the elements from the natural world for how we've done this. And when I listen to you talk, it's like, oh, we can do it this way. And we can marry the two. We can connect the two. We can understand them as each other instead of keeping them so separate, which I think is where so much of the pain and misuse of power comes from. Thank you for that uh, prompt, actually, because it, it, it makes also something more crystallized in my awareness. Uh, what I have seen a lot is that there almost it, it almost seems right now in this particular moment in time to be two kinds of of groups approaching money and i'm talking mostly about business right mm -hmm. it's the businesses are plugged in in the traditional system so the business as usual how mm -hmm. business is done right that yeah. has as primarily goal to create profit so money is the primarily goal of the business existing right mm -hmm. and this business usually are don't have a lot of difficulty generating the money also. The funding mm -hmm. or the services or the profit, revenue, anything that they are focusing on, right? Mm -hmm. And then there is the second category, the more purpose-driven or conscious businesses that usually happen from an inner shift of the initial founder that want to create, uh, bring his, his or her mission into life instead of uh, creating profit. So the drive is a very different aspect in these businesses, though that they also need money to grow because that's how our system generally works, like in the majority of it. And these businesses, because they're the, the, the initiators themselves usually come from a place of personal growth and personal development and shifting their patterns and going, let's say, into more clean dynamics i will call it like that like really cleaning up layers of their awareness that don't need to be there and becoming a more like crystallized individual not that it's a better state it's just like the process that usually these individuals go through right mm -hmm. what happens many times i feel is that 
subconsciously, they are blocking out money because it feels dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, though, if you are not able or willing and to transform part of that more unclear dynamic through your system and you don't believe that the system that you are creating, it is actually transforming this energetic, then you will struggle and what you're creating will not grow. So it's not really beneficial either. Mm. On the mm. counterpart is what you're saying. Uh, people in businesses that are able to generate a lot of money, many times together with the amount that they're receiving, they're receiving the guilt and the shame that is not even theirs. It's from generations and from lineages and people who have used it before. But when it comes into a bigger amount, when we're talking about millions or billions, we're talking about the bigger amount of money energetics, right? It comes also with a bigger amount of everything. (laughs) It's not only the power and the possibility, it's Mm. also everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And so... It's funny when you're talking about about cleaning the energetics and and all of that. Uh, I used to work ooh, years ago now. Anyways, it's it's been a while now, but I used to do work in prosperity and abundance and and cleaning up some of this stuff generationally with clients. And I always used to say, you know, we are the goddesses' greatest money launderers <laughs> in the sense that we're here to clean up the money. <laughs> like we're just here to clean it up. We're, we're not trying to burn it. We're not trying to get over it. We're we're trying to clean it up. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not in our lifetime, but definitely through our lifetime. That's the goal. And that really reminded me of you speaking of the cleaning of it. And so Let's talk a little bit more about what that means and what that looks like. We're talking about connecting big money with big purpose. When you are talking about this, you're saying it it comes with everything. We need to be prepared for that. We need to be willing to go through a process, I would say, of cleaning that up to some degree if we're going to be able to move forward and Absolutely. make this connection, right? Okay. So what does that look like? So what I have seen, and then we circle back practically to the four elements and how I see their dynamics can be used uh, Mm -hmm. as a transformational tool. Um, The element of fire usually is the one that can really transform energetics uh, between the four elements. And fire in a human being translates as their passion, their purpose. So Mm -hmm. when we start moving from cruising through this world without exactly knowing our purpose to understanding that we have always been doing it anyway because we cannot really be outside of our purpose we're always doing it but it's not conscious it's not in our awareness very present and when we start using the resources that are coming to us to enhance this purpose you're practically passing it through fire like just to, to have a very clear image so mm-hmm. it will come a bit more um, alchemized out of your hands. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, you cannot clean all money dynamics. That will be like an illusion. Like each, every, each <laughs> one of us is just one person, right? Mm-hmm. The actions that you are creating and the reasons that you are creating these actions will end up having a different impact in the first person who's receiving it. So it will be received differently. It will be used a bit differently, and then it keeps changing. So you are initiating a positive change, practically a chain 
of a chain reaction of positive change. Mm -hmm. mm. So that's I where I, I see money really becoming a tool for change. And what I have observed is that there are specific moments in our life that we have opportunities for big inner changes. And for example, after an exit, it is a very, very interesting moment in the lifetime of a person because they are shifting archetypes. They're going from the warrior archetype. You have been building a business. Your whole focus usually is there. You have made it into X amount of customers, X amount of employees. You managed to raise fund. And in a day, usually because the transaction happens in a day. I mean, the whole process can happen in several years, but action <laughs> yeah. does happen in a day. Yeah, You go from having a very particular goal that drives your almost your whole life into not having that. And instead of that, having a big amount of money. And that can be very, very confusing for the human brain. Hmm. This hmm. is a very sudden change, right? Like it's a... Yeah. It's, it doesn't come gradually. It just comes in a day, practically. Mm -hmm. And this is a moment that it's a very interesting moment that somebody can use to shift into a different, a new identity of them. Mm. Mm. So powerful. And yet it's one of the trickiest things. It's one of our greatest powers, the capacity to do that, to shift identity, to morph, to evolve, to expand, to change archetypes even, but it is so challenging. As I always said, like uh, changing is the easiest thing on earth. It just feels <laughs> difficult. It just, you just change a thought in your mind, which is the <laughs> fastest thing to do ever. Like literally. <laughs> It's just so difficult to do because it is your mind that needs to change its own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So either you have input and you can be inspired from somebody else. And I think that's where mentorship comes. That's where new experiences come. That's where yeah. new circles of people come in, right? True. They're just giving us references. How we can think differently. How we can be different, live differently. Mm -hmm. So then we can pick up new traits and create a new personality practically. We are like deconstructing the previous one, constructing a new one. Mm -hmm. um, but the, 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 the change itself, it's very fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's true, right? It is in the moment of decision. As soon as you've decided it's done and then you're speaking to the, there's some physical components that can take some time to catch up. Yes, absolutely. Um, in the realization of it, of course. But yeah, I hear you. The moment of the decision, it's decided. That's it. Exactly. So making that decision. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So I would love, if you are willing to share, to hear a little bit more about your own story in this, because I love that you're speaking to the generational stuff. It's real easy for us now, I think, especially scientifically to give credence to the idea because we can see it in, in genetic inheritances and, and propensities and proclivities and all that, uh, potentialities rather, the inherited trauma, right? The, the inheritance of, of genetic material that gets passed on as far as eyesight, as far as, uh, you, you know, um, the potential for, for certain things, the inheritance of traumas that happened two, three, four, five, six, seven generations ago, even. And 
here we are with it. It's ours to, it's ours to deal with. It's ours to heal. It's ours to overcome. It's ours to, to bear in some ways, but your experience and your intuitive journey and you tracing, you know, this experience in your lineage and relating it to why money wasn't as easy for you as for other people like you uh, is astounding. And I'm curious, once you received that knowledge, what did you then do? How did you mitigate it? How did you work with it? With this question, it has been a very interesting decision-making journey on that because somehow life always puts me into create <laughs> into picking up unconventional decisions. So many times, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really funny. And I, I still don't know why it's just interesting <laughs> to observe it. So one of the most, even though it's not a very conventional decision, but in, if you are involved in spirituality and you believe and support that thread mm -hmm. of awareness, one of the most unconventional things to do would be to go to a healer to work with it. Somehow, though, I, my my own understanding of how I need to work with it was stopping me from that. Mostly from the for the reason that I had to disentangle inside my mind that I need somebody else to solve it for me. Because mm. that to another tricky way of operating. So let me. Uh it cut out just a little bit for me. I want to make sure I really heard that you had to get over this idea that someone else had to solve it for you. Exactly. Powerful. So what I, what I decided is like, I knew that it, it might be a slower process, but I knew mm -hmm. that it will make me understand what is the power of each one of us to actually solve even things that feels very big and quite substantial. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, I made peace that it will happen when it happens. And I start taking the, all the small steps of observing it, but I'm not allowing myself to go into fear. So it has been very interesting. Like it's so interesting to observe it. Uh, I have a simple example. Sometimes I will be expecting a transaction and my stripe will just block that day and then unblock. Like things like that happening, like mm -hmm. very funny, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and, I got it. And then being able to see all of that, I start being able to see it also in other entrepreneurs. So when I was work I'm working with entrepreneurs right now, I can see when there might be something that is beyond their own comprehension comprehension that might be blocking this field. Mm. And then it's more what you were saying is like holding a different way, a different approach to it. So allowing our emotional reaction to be different towards it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very, very curious and interesting how if you just decide to change your emotional reaction, which sounds weird because usually we don't decide our emotions, but <laughs> can actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, that's really funny. All of a sudden, the moment you start approaching it differently in an emotional level, mm -hmm. you almost forget how it was before. Mm -hmm. It's very subtle, but it's very deep. 
at the same time. I feel that. Mm. Mm. I could just stay there for a while, but I won't. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy to drop in with you. Uh, And I really appreciate what you're saying. I appreciate that you're speaking to that for for many reasons, Um, but mostly because you you get to choose (laughs) your perception, your perspective. And from that perspective, you can also shift your emotional state, the power of your decision, the power of where you're choosing to focus and from what perspective you are choosing to view any situation. I used to use debt as an example. You know, if you're looking up at a mountain of debt, it feels like you're never going to get out of debt. Like it's just so long and it's so arduous and it's this big thing to climb. And rather than staying there, which is an option, and you could knock it off bit by bit, day by day, year by year and climb that mountain, or you could decide that the debt is smaller than you and you could position yourself and put yourself in the emotional state of, of having that same amount of debt be just a small hill that's beneath you, that you, you almost make yourself bigger than it. And it's amazing how all life responds to that and begins to resonate with that truth just from making that decision in perspective. And not only that, but how much better you feel along the journey, regardless of what the journey is in length or time. It's a completely different state of being. Absolutely. And I love that that's in your power. I think we forget that sometimes. We feel overwhelmed, you know, and we get stuck sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And it just takes a shift in perspective to change all of that. And that's what I love about uh, the power of our spirits. It, it really doesn't take long. It doesn't take much. Yeah, it can feel very difficult, but it's not actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. It can feel supremely difficult, and I agree with you. That's why we have each other. That's why we have some mentors. That's why we have the help that we have, because sometimes it just takes that other person to reflect that to you, to create the space and the container for you to see that for yourself and to make the decision to shift that perspective. I absolutely. And many adore times. You. I'm- Missing more like spiritual money conversations, let's call it like that. Like duality, <laughs> and it almost yeah. feels that there is a bit of a f- why they talk about one or the other, and mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of creates a hidden dynamic of of mm-hmm. taboo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so many great people over the years on that subject uh, contributing. You know, quite quite beautifully and quite valiantly to reconnecting those things and moving out of the illusion and the separation, which I, which I really appreciate. And some amazing things have been done in the world as a result. Um, We'll have to come back for another episode to talk more about that. My goodness, I could speak with you forever. I love your willingness to share where you've really come from with this and and some of the ways that you're working with it and that you help other people and what you're seeing in the world. But what I love most about you is the vision you hold. I just adore the vision you hold for what is possible for us moving forward in our personal lives, in our business, in our world and money and in all the things we're facing. I adore the vision you hold. And I'm, I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts around connecting big money with big purpose that you feel inspired to share before we begin to wrap up for today? 
Mm, thank you for all of that, first of all. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. like to share an experience that is really, really present to me. And it happened just a few days ago. It was one moment that you're just reflecting back on a decision. So just to make it more clear, I opt in for a coaching program, a new coaching program, uh, which was a little bit in the beginning, I was not very sure. And then I felt the ener- the dynamics and the energy of the person. Then I was like, completely, yes. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the... Oh, it was a big investment right now for me. It was one of the biggest investments I have done in that particular aspect of growth. And then the the program completed and everything. And I am just walking in the city of Zurich and some of the wisdom that was shared just dropped in and I start applying it right in the moment as I was walking in the city. And I start seeing and experiencing how my reality was shifting. And in that particular moment, what was the amazing thing that happened was that a very deep gratitude came into my heart, and I realized how different it feels having paid a lot and regretting about it, Hmm. or having paid a lot and attach gratitude to that. It almost felt that it magnified the whole field of what was received in both ways. So it felt it was an additional energetic that was attached to that particular transaction that somehow made it twice more meaningful than it would have been otherwise. Mm. Beautiful and powerful and true. What you appreciate appreciates. I mean, there's a there's a reason for that saying and tapping in. So the amplification effect, which you so powerfully did. Uh, yes, please. And more. Yum. Yum. <laughs> Yum. So yummy. And how often do those dynamics just kind of play out in our background? Like that's what I love so much about you is the consciousness you bring, the nuances you are able to, to really tap into and to so clearly share. Like you're, you're just so generous in your sharing of all that with others, friends, clients, everybody. I, I see you sharing all the time. <clears throat> if you don't have that, if you don't bring that purpose, right? That big purpose, which is conscious awareness, it's so easy to slip into those those old habits, I don't even know what to call them. They're not even habits. What are they? They're just old sort of dynamics hanging around of, oh, I gave big and now I have regret. <laughs> you know, or, oh, I, uh, it's I so easy to fall into it and it's not necessary. I love it. And if uh, you just flip it around, just flip it around and put your, your yourself in the position of the person who it was receiving it in this particular exchange, Imagine a world that we are paid well, and at the same time, we also receive this immense gratitude with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does Mm -hmm. that feel? Like, that feels really divine. Mm -hmm. That feels so divine. I always used to imagine, well, reimagine, I guess. (laughs) I always used to reimagine paychecks, paychecks coming with letters of appreciation. Exactly. And opportunities, right? <laughs> to to communally share. I mean, I live in this in this fantasy world, but <laughs> I'm putting it in the collective for consideration because appreciation. You know, we did studies years ago. We know that money caps out at a certain level, and that what people really thirst for and what our souls really uh, thrive on is 
appreciation, gratitude, contribution, you know, the ability to, to connect and, and contribute and to receive appreciation, to know that we are serving, to know that we have, are making a difference. We have a purpose, like all of those things are, are just as important. And I don't know why they're separate all the time and, and why one really went so far ahead of the other. Anyways, my secret dream is to have a little love letter with every paycheck. <laughs> I think we have a very similar dream and I, I'm really considering actually putting it into, into testing to see. If we, I, I do believe that we will get there. I just don't yeah. know if we're yet there. But one of my mm-hmm. services, which is the more personalized journeys, uh, the payment will be practically gratitude payment. So they will not be on price. Mm-hmm. It will really be after uh, is received what is received. And I really oh. want to see where we are with when I'm yes. doing these uh, these trials. <laughs> All right, I'm there. Oh, Aliki, what a just such a rich and juicy conversation. I knew it would be, and I just so appreciate how generously you shared everything with us today. So inspiring. Thank you so much for being here. I am so glad to be talking to you and to sharing all of that that I don't share so much. So thank you for the opportunity. It has been amazing to connect in that way. Oh, I'm so grateful. It's been such an honor. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. And thank you all for joining us today too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and that it inspires you. You know, it inspires you in many ways, but especially to make your own connections between big money and big purpose and the kind of world we can co-create from here. And of course, anytime we're talking about connecting is a great time to talk about what's new in the superpower universe, such as CIFA. CIFA stands for Creative Energy Field Activation. And if you have not yet gifted yourself a free CIFA experience, please head on over to superpowerexperts.com to learn more about it today. Until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use, creating a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.